0: Today we're talking about email from two of its biggest practitioners, Nathan Barry from ConvertKit and Sam Parr from The Hustle. And Sam Parr recently sent a email that converted into $800,000 worth of sales in one day. And this is the story.
1: You want to know something funny that that tactic of emailing the wrong link and then emailing them again to let people know that you've fixed it always gets more sales.
2: Oh, it does. Okay. You should tell everyone about your Black Friday uh, promotion. Okay.
1: So I've done this twice. Most people don't know I did this twice. I actually did this in 2014 when we first started when we only had about 40,000 subscribers. So back then in 14, what I did or 15 or no, when did we launch? No, we launched at 16. So I didn't tell I 16. Um, I'll tell you what I did Black Friday and I'll tell you what I did now and or back then. So back then, I we accidentally sent like... It was... The day was Thursday morning. We accidentally sent the previous Wednesday's email on Thursday. And so people got like the same one over. And then we immediately sent a reply. And it was a screenshot of my Slack where it was me slacking to our writers saying like, you really just screwed up. You know this, right? And then being <laughs> like, oh my God, I uh, I can't believe I did that. And it's like... And she's saying like, well, what do I do? And I'm saying, you better fix this or you're out of here. And she was being like, well, you got to give me some suggestions. I go... I don't know, just take a screenshot of this and put it in the email. And if it gets a lot of opens, you're gonna keep your job. If it doesn't, you're out of here. <laughs> and we just screenshotted that and put it in the email and it got the highest open rate. And a lot some people didn't get the joke and they got up mad at me, but I was whatever. Um, but the other day, we made like eight hundred thousand dollars in one day. And what we did was um this this is like what I'm saying. Like you you ConvertKit creates the Lego pieces, and and it's fun for us to to manipulate it to create cool stuff. We um made an email, which is actually really hard to make an email look like a Gmail email. Um, it's like not intuitive, and you got to like kind of do weird stuff. But we made an email look like a Gmail email, and we made it look exactly like I was having a conversation with the team, and I sent them an email that said, "All right, everyone." our big Black Friday sale it's totally ready can you guys please make sure all the links work um, um, this is gonna go live and it's actually like our biggest discount ever I'm kind of think that we're giving too big of a discount but uh, whatever I guess we'll see what happens just uh, let me know if it works and then we'll and we'll hit send tomorrow morning and then they reply and, and so that email it was sent to a million plus people or something like that and we made it look like it was it was an accident, you know. I accidentally sent it to our whole list as opposed to our company, right? And we got so much traction, so <laughs> much. There was tens of thousands of people on the website buying, and I got literally ten thousand emails. And we sent it from Sam at the Hustle, my personal email. I got so many subscribe people saying, including my friends like Nathan um, or uh, Andrew Wilkinson, like smart, techie, entrepreneurial friends, being like, they called me and they go, yeah, they go, dude. You just sent this out to your whole list. This was not meant for. This was you were not meaning to send this to me. And my reply was like, "Oh no, really?" And uh, it just crushed it. Yeah, it was like the biggest sales day ever. I think we, I think we stole that idea. By the way, I, I'll give credit. I, I think it was Chubby's who I stole it, or Brooklyn, and we stole it from someone. But it was really effective.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. I just love the idea that someone receiving that email would think that like there's another email address of like entire list at the hustle.com or whatever did you send to that it like i love that someone thinks that's a mistake that could actually be made
1: the people at hubspot emailed me this was during our our due diligence and they're like hey like they called me there or texted me they're like i don't think this meant to go to everyone and i was like oh my god i know it was a joke <laughs> um, it was a it was a huge hit it was great
2: that's amazing um I'd love to talk just for a few minutes about monetization and, and uh, any of that, since you have the split between sponsored revenue and, and the paid revenue and all that. Um, maybe share some of the numbers behind Trends, at least at the highest level that you can. And then um, I'm curious why, why you keep those two models.
1: So when um, we, were, we were probably going to do $20 million in revenue in 2021. Trends has over 15,000 subscribers.
2: How many of those were from uh Black Friday in particular? I don't remember
1: exactly, but that day or that like campaign drove like eight hundred thousand. Uh probably three thousand customers. That's amazing. I, yeah, because three thousand times three hundred is nine. Yeah, we we drove about yeah, we drove about eight hundred thousand dollars in sales that day. So whatever that divided by I think it was two hundred was the price. Whatever that divided by two hundred is how many we got?
2: So what's like what's the breakdown between um, sponsorship revenue and you know the trends revenue as the like percentage of the company?
1: By the time we sold advertising, it was over a million a month in sales. Wow! Um, and trends was going to be close to eight figures this year, mm-hmm. um, but we counted our revenue a little bit odd. Like we wanted to have like cash in the bank, like twenty to twenty two million. In two thousand and twenty one, okay, and I think advertising could have been about fourteen, fifteen.
2: So, so the majority is is advertising, but trends is a kick ass business.
1: Yeah, because the renewal rate's so freaking high. Yeah, like our renewal rate's really high, and I think we're we undercharge. We're we're not going to raise the price anymore. But the reason why I am not sure what twenty one would have been is because we had tested raising like tripling the price, and conversion rates were the same.
2: Yeah, what do you think about? Like everyone going with paid newsletters now, you know. So a solo creator would say you're at twenty-five thousand subscribers or twenty thousand subscribers. I think they're making the wrong mistakes. I think there's the Substack is cool,
1: but I think it's helping people make bad mistakes. Um I'll give a few Explain. examples. The first the first example is pricing. Most people charge way too little. Um, if you're creating a B2C thing, then I understand why you would want to charge like five dollars a month. But if you actually want to make a living at this and provide value, you got to charge more money. Like um, most creators typically are bad at this. They think that certain information should be free, but it's like, man, how are you going to make a living if you if you're charging four dollars a month? Like that's really really hard. So like, charge way more. So I think people need to charge a lot more money. Um, Like fifty dollars a
2: month.
1: Yeah. Or I would say, and yeah, more. Yeah, fifty bucks a month, sure like i would say like the difference between a, a a person buying 99 a year and 299 a year i bet you those rates would be the same and you just made 3x more money um and then the difference between 299 and 499 also probably isn't like that big so i think you should charge more and not only is charging more good for you as a creator because you get more money and can you can put more into the business. But also, people tend to like that stuff more. If they pay money for it, they usually appreciate it more. You know, it, it's like if you worked really hard to buy a car versus if the car was given to you, you're going to treat one of those differently than the other. So I think people tend to treat higher end stuff nicer. So I think you should charge. Now, I don't think... This isn't like blanket advice for everyone. But I think a lot of people could use that. The second thing is I would actually do annual billing only, not monthly billing. Um... So if you could pull off doing annual only, put it as like you know twenty five bucks a month, but charge it as two ninety nine a year. Um, because once you, yeah, I just think that's the better move. And you actually would probably have a far more educated opinion on this, but from content, that's what I've seen.
2: Well, the, um, I mean, I agree with that because we've seen content on membership sites, or sorry, churn on membership sites or content businesses being quite a bit higher than software in general, especially when people are implementing it poorly. And so then what happens is, you know, you're just playing this churn game. And especially when you have high churn on a $9, $15 a month product, it's really rough. It's and so I, exactly what you're saying of going for a year upfront. front. Now, it's interesting. A lot of people go like, Buy a year for a discount, and you're saying like just don't even offer a monthly price.
1: Yeah, well, if you're gonna offer uh, offer a monthly price, make it like crazy expensive, so it puts an acre, so it makes the annual n- a no brainer.
2: So like fifty bucks a month, and or two hundred and fifty dollars a year, so it's like double or
1: yeah. Only pretty much the whole goal though is to get annual, right? And we have never done monthly. And the reason why is I went and talked to the information. I talked to The Athletic. I talked to the New York Times. I talked to The Motley Fool. I talked to like all these companies. And and pretty much across the board, they were like, we only drive people to annual. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not even gonna have a monthly. We're just gonna get rid of it entirely. Yeah. Um, like Why even even do that then? Let's just cut cut that. Um, The third thing I would say is, have a long form sales page as your homepage. A lot of people will think that they're the New York Times and that they can just make their homepage or the page that they drive all the traffic to make it like a um like give a lot give away a lot of stuff for free and just hope someone will convert um that that will work if you're the new york times and everyone knows to trust you and to get to know you and they know exactly what, what they're getting themselves into i think if you're like not them then you should probably have a pretty hardcore um like sales page and i don't my my opinion is not to do freemium do you have to pay money to get it um you could do like a one, like we do a $1 trial, which is interesting. Um, but uh, I would say, like, make your homepage a sales page. Like, if you go to convert or uh, sub stack pages, it's just like a one liner that like, doesn't sell the product. Right. So I think you need like a sales page, kind of like your book, Authority. Like, you had a sales page.
2: Well, what I was trying to do with authority was take the best that I could learn from direct response copywriting and then bring in design from the startup world and try to merge those two things. Cause like the design startup world, they would be like, no, here's a buy button. You don't need any convincing. And the direct response world would be like, it doesn't have to look pretty, but it's going to be 10 pages long convincing you everything about it. And I was like, can we just, can we just combine these two things?
1: That's exactly what I do. I totally agree with that premise. I 100% agree with you and that's exactly what I do. And um, I completely agree with that.
0: So to recap the math for those paying attention, the 20 ish million dollar hustle business is broken down into 14 million million in advertising. So that's a bit over 1 million a month in sales. And then seven to $8 million a year in subscription revenue for trends, which is about 15,000 paying subscribers. I think the actual number is probably higher than that, because if you back out the unit costs, the that doesn't match up with the list price of what the subscription revenue is. And he says that he had 3,000 subscribers on that mistake Black Friday day, and that drove 800000 in sales. So that's roughly $260 per subscription. Again, that's a bit of a weird number, because I know that I jumped on that sale, and I only paid $99. So there's a little bit of funkiness going on with the math. He's not being precise. Doesn't matter. I think the tactics are solid.